Do you know that from your position, you can change your situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaje as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. revelation knowledge today we desire that your word will come to us in the name of the lord jesus christ lift up your hands lift up your voices lift up your heart to the lord in faith and let's desire together right now asking the father for light revelation knowledge in this place for every man that will be present here in person and online in the name of jesus christ come on go ahead let's believe god for it thank you father father our hearts are open to receive your word today we ask that your word will come to us you will speak to us lord specifically in the name of jesus that the light of your word will come into our hearts in the name of the lord jesus that questions will be answered needs will be met in the name of the lord jesus christ you will advance us move us forward in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ thank you for healing of the soul of the mind of emotions thank you for physical healing thank you for transformation and prosperity by your word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we desire the ministry of the Spirit of God in this place through the preaching of the word of faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you praise and glory and honor and adoration. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. All right, I want you to pray one more time, giving thanks to God for answers. Lift up your hands and say, Father, thank you. Thank you for answers, answers, answers to prayers. Thank you for answers. Go ahead. Go ahead and give thanks to the Lord for answers. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for answers. Hallelujah. Answers to prayers. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. And so, Father, our hearts are open. We thank you for answers to prayers. Thank you for revelation knowledge. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Say a big amen. All right, you may be seated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We're still on a faith series, praise God. And we're looking at um, hindrances to faith. What are the hindrances to faith? And today we're looking at six hindrances to faith six hindrances to faith um, I believe um, we should be able to finish by the time uh, my time is up we should have finished by that time but if not we'll continue next week amen all right um, faith has enemies faith has enemies hindrances why? The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. It says to fight the good fight of faith and then to lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So it tells us here that there is a fight of faith to fight. That's the first thing. 
So he says to fight the fight of faith. So there is a fight of faith to fight. Alright? And then it also tells us that there is a fight to faith. There is a fight to faith. Because it tells us, says to fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight, but there is a fight to it. Praise God. And that means that faith is a fight. Faith is a fight. And anytime you are in a fight, there's always fighting. There's always something you're fighting against. There's always something you're fighting against. All right? So that means there must be an opponent. There must be an opposition. There must be a challenge. Or else it wouldn't be a fight. So, faith is a fight. So there's a fight to faith. So that means there must be enemies to faith. (laughs) Praise God. Because faith is a fight. And there's a fight to faith. So there must be enemies to faith. Or else there wouldn't be any fight of faith. And so, um, the Bible tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Now, we understand that faith is a fight. Why is it a fight? It is always contending against certain oppositions. Or certain oppositions are always contending against faith. Praise God. Amen. For example, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Speaking of the faith of Abraham, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. And then, after I had believed God, the Bible tells us who against hope, against hope, believed in hope. So Abraham believed against something. There were certain situations and circumstances that were standing against his faith. And so, while he was in faith for the manifestation of the blessing in his body to have a child of his own, he believed against natural hope. Who against hope believed in hope. So faith is always against something. Natural evidences that are contrary to faith. Natural evidences that are contrary to faith. So faith is a fight, and there is a fight to faith. And so faith must have enemies, and we want to look at the enemies of faith today. Praise God. Now before we do that, I love to call your attention to what faith is, so we can refresh in, or refresh rather our minds. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the confidence that we have in God as to the things we expect to see. We have confidence in God. So that means in the natural world, there would be circumstances and situations saying to us that our faith is not true or not valid Our faith cannot happen or come to pass. Our faith will not see the light of day. So those are 
contrary evidences against our faith. Again, in the life of Abraham, the Bible says he considered not his own body now dead. So his body was a fact standing in between him and the physical manifestation of his faith, what he had believed God for. But the Bible says he considered not his own body at the time dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So there will always be some form of challenge or some form of um, hindrance or hindrances, some form of um, opposition against your faith. All right, so how do you handle them? The first thing to do is to know what those oppositions are and will be, as the case may be, so you, you, not, you then learn how to handle them, how to put them under by faith and then uh, subdue them by faith. Glory to God. Now, don't forget that faith is an overcoming, subduing, conquering force. All right, faith doesn't bow to challenges. Faith conquers them. The Bible tells us that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So, victory that overcomes. Faith is an overcoming victory, an overcoming force, an overcoming power that stems out of the recreated human spirit by reason of the word of God in that human spirit. And so it overcomes challenges, it overcomes situations and circumstances in the natural standing against it. So faith is the overcomer. Glory to God. It's an overcoming faith. I mean overcoming force. And that overcoming force is the force that comes out of your spirit that is in agreement, in oneness with the word of God. Amen. That's it. So faith seeks to overcome. All right? Because faith seeks to overcome, that means there are things to overcome. If there were no things to overcome, faith wouldn't be an overcoming force. Praise God. So there are hindrances to faith. So what are the hindrances to faith? Now, um, the generic hindrance to faith primarily, all right, is not the situation that faith is meant to overcome, as it were. The primary hindrance to faith is the lack of revelation of God's word. Amen. Praise God. Because the Bible speaks of um, little faith, and then it talks um, about um, weak faith, and then it talks about strong faith, and then the Bible speaks of great faith. Now, little faith cannot overcome nothing. Why? Because it is little. It is weak. Now, when the Bible says if you have faith as little or small as a mustard seed, it's not saying that if you have a little faith, because Jesus rebuked people who had little faith. So he wasn't talking about having little faith in terms of size, but having faith as a growing mustard seed. Glory to God. In other words, it does not remain at that level. It grows and keeps growing and keeps growing. If you have faith as little and growing as a mustard seed, you will say to this sycamore tree, be uprooted, be cast into the sea, and it will happen. 
Praise God. You will say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. It will happen. So God expects for us to grow in faith. God wants our faith to grow from glory to glory to glory, from strength to strength to strength. Can someone say amen to that? All right. For example, Abraham's faith grew. It grew from faith, all right, to not weak faith, to strong faith, and then to the fullness of faith, fullness of persuasion. Praise God. Now, in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17, he believed God. Faith. That's faith. All right? And then you jump to verse uh, 19. And be not weak in faith. So he believed God and he maintained that level of faith. Now, not being weak in faith simply means you maintain the level of faith you started out with. All right? You maintain the substance of that faith. So he was not weak in faith. And then the Bible tells us that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. So he was strong in faith. And then you read on in verse 21, and being fully persuaded. So fullness of faith. Persuasion. Faith is persuasion. And being fully persuaded that what he, the Lord, had promised, he, the Lord, was also able to perform. Therefore it was counted unto him for righteousness. Praise God. So he started at faith and then he maintained the temple and he maintained the substance of that faith. He was not weak in faith and then he moved from that continuum to a greater, a stronger dimension of faith. He became strong in faith, giving glory to God. And then he became fully persuaded. Glory to God. At that point of full persuasion, God couldn't you know, hold back anymore. God had to perform that which he had promised him. So, faith can grow. Faith can grow. Amen? Faith can grow. The only, let me use the word the major, all right, because if you break that down, there are other, you know, branches of um, hindrances to faith stemming from that main um, hindrance, which is ignorance of God's word. The, The major enemy of God's, I mean, of faith is ignorance of the word of God. Ignorance. When you do not know what God has said concerning your situation, or you do not know it well enough, or you are still in doubt as to what God has said concerning your situation, all right, that is going to affect your faith. Now, a weak faith is a faith that still can accommodate some doubt. I believe, and then somehow I may not believe again and then i believe and then i stop believing when i see situations and circumstances contrary to my faith i give up my conviction you know for what i can see so uh, a weak faith is a faith that is not totally premised on the word of god you believe and then you vacillate all right circumstances overwhelm you you believe in church, you get back home, you see the situation, or you feel the symptoms in your body, you start vacillating. You start, you know, quaking within. That is a weak faith. Now, when faith is strong, all right, you, you just damn all the consequences, so to speak. You damn and ignore 
everything that is contrary to your faith. You just believe God. Absolutely. That's a strong faith. Glory to God. Amen. Absolutely. So, faith can grow. Faith can grow. And a major, major hindrance to faith is lack of revelation of the word of God. This is the major enemy of faith. Ignorance is the enemy of faith. Ignorance of the word. Ignorance of what God has said to you, about you, about your situation, about your business, your family, your career, about your marriage, about your future. All right? That is the major hindrance to faith. Ignorance of the word is the major hindrance to faith. And so, as we gain knowledge of God's word, our faith becomes rounded and robust. See, the only way to feed your faith is to feed on the word. Faith feeds on the word of God. When you feed on God's word long enough, you will not try to believe God. You just believe God. All right? You're not trying hard to believe God. You say, well, let's believe God. Say, I'm trying. I'm trying. We are not meant to try to believe God. We are meant to believe God. Amen? So when you have the knowledge of God's word running in you consistently, all right, and fully, your faith is consistent and full. Praise God. But you see, where there is no knowledge of God's word, it becomes very difficult to believe God. For example, getting saved, getting the sinner saved, born again, is very easy. But if the sinner lacks the knowledge of God's word as to salvation, <laughs> that's a mountain to climb. True? He doesn't know how to be born again. He wants to be born again. He doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know how to be born again. So it becomes very difficult for him to be born again. He may fast all his life waiting on God to save him. True? And, you know, he may fast and just be there forever. Nothing happens. Because there is a way, a technical know-how as to receiving salvation. All right? The Bible tells us the knowledge of God's word says... All right, what does it say? Speaking of righteousness of faith, it says the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, it says you shall be saved. It's that simple. So the knowledge of God simplifies things for us. Can someone say amen to that? All right. So faith is at its best. When the knowledge of God is at its brightest in you. Amen? Faith is at its best when the knowledge of God's word is at its brightest in you. That means when the knowledge of God's word is shining brighter and brightly, so brightly in you. That is when faith is strong. It's easy to believe God when you know what God has said concerning you. All right, you know how it works. Glory to God. For Abraham, Abraham knew how to believe God. God had said something to him. I have made you a father of many nations. And then he said to him, so shall thy seed be. And so he believed God. Even God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things that be not as though they were, and then who against hope, he believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, as it was said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And the Bible tells us, and be not weak in faith. So he knew how, you know, not to be weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead. Now when you 
put natural evidences contrary to your faith before you for consideration, you become weak in faith. So Abraham considered not his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at promise of God through unbelief. He was strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. He was giving thanks to God for his faithfulness. He judged God faithful. He counted God faithful. And he began to dance, began to rejoice, began to offer sacrifices of trust in God, sacrifices of righteousness, thanksgiving unto God, thanksgiving unto God, thanksgiving unto God. And as he continued to give thanks to God, what happened? He became strong in faith. And then from being strong in faith, he moved to full persuasion. Glory to God. All right. So there is a way to believe God when you have the light of God's word. Believing God becomes very easy. But you see, it becomes very challenging and hard to believe God when there is no light. Or it's just a flicker of light that is there. It's not shining so brightly. And so it becomes challenging to believe God the way you ought to. So the major enemy of faith is not what faith is coming against, as it were. Amen. It is actually what is feeding that faith, if it, whether or not it is strong enough or whether or not it is there. Amen. If it's not there, all right, then no faith. You can't believe God for anything. The light is not there, no faith. The light is strong in you, faith. All right? Are there things against faith? Yes. But faith is meant to overcome them. That's what faith is meant to do. The design of faith is to overcome challenges. Faith is not meant to just, you know, give us um, calmness in that, in that way. What it produces rest, yes. But you see, it overcomes challenges. It comes against challenges. It subdues kingdoms. Glory to God. Amen. Look at um, um, Hebrews chapter 11. And I'd like for us to read um, verse 33. Hebrews 11. It says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms? These people subdued. You know, to subdue, that, that takes some energy, isn't it? To subdue. To bring under. It takes some energy. Through faith, they had the energy to subdue kingdoms. They wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions by faith. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So faith is a conquering force. Is a conquering force. While you are standing in faith, what faith does is faith runs errands for you. Praise God. Amen. Your faith is taking care of the situation. And then you rest in God while faith works for you. It's just like faith is an investment. You invest in your faith. You bank the word of God into your spirit and you do that consistently, all right? Then your faith will work for you. Just like, you know, having some money, some investment, all right? While you're at home, your money is working for you, true? All right? And then you have something at the end of the month or at the end of the year. Praise God. So faith works for you while you're snoring and sleeping on your bed. Faith works for you. Faith works for you. Glory to God. Now there was... Um, a storm hitting hard against Jesus' boat. He was in the inner part of the boat. His disciples, you know, were there also. And the Bible tells us Jesus was sleeping. <laughs> he was sleeping. Why? His faith was working. But the disciples could not sleep with him. Amen? They couldn't. They were troubled. And then they cried out, 
don't you care that we perish? They wanted to, you know, get Jesus' attention. Say, hey, wake up! We need your intervention here. He said, how come you don't have faith? Another place says, how come you have little faith? In other places, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Did you, did you leave it at home? Amen. The just shall live by faith. Everywhere you go, you go there with your faith. You go with your faith on the go. Faith on the go. Glory to God. Where is your faith? He said. Praise God. So where is your faith? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? <laughs> Amen. And then the Bible tells us in the next verse, verse 41, And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. So he calmed the storm. He rebuked the storm. Praise God. Amen. By faith. Come on, say by faith. All right. Faith gets the job done while you are at rest. Faith gets the job done while you're at rest. Faith is meant to overcome situations, circumstances, contrary to the will of God for you. Faith is meant to create the end result for you. Faith is meant to bring into physical manifestation that which God has said concerning you, for which you are already in faith. Alright? Faith is meant to create it, to bring it into physical manifestation. Glory to God. That's what faith does. That is what faith does. So, the major hindrance to faith, what is it? The major hindrance to faith is what? Lack of the knowledge of God's word. Ignorance, that's it. So what you need is knowledge of the word of God. Sit down with God's word. Don't try to believe anything about anything. Just meditate on God's word. Gather scriptures that speak to that need. Stay in God's presence, praying in tongues, and say, Lord, give me light as I meditate on your word. The Holy Spirit will cause the light of God's word to shine upon your heart, and the shining of that light brings light, knowledge, revelation knowledge. And that revelation knowledge is actually called faith. Faith is, is actually revelation knowledge. Amen. Let me give you an example. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Look at it. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, it says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Did you see that? Amen. Precious come. We walk by faith, not by sight. Can you put this up for us? Put it up in Amplified Version. It says, For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction or belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. We trust and with trust, rather, and holy fervor, thus we walk not by sight or appearance. Praise God. Another transition says we walk by faith, not by sensory perception. Can you, can you fish that out for us? All right. Walk by faith, not by sensory perception. All right. Close your eyes. Are these recommended or recommended? <laughs> Shacommended. All right. <laughs> Praise God. Close your eyes. Amen. Try and touch Pastor. With your eyes closed, touch Pastor. Um, Pastor Denka. 
Amen. Pastor Shola Deinka. Try and touch Pastor Shola Deinka. With your eyes closed. With your eyes closed. So he's finding it difficult, right? Okay. But you see, in his memory, he stored that position in his memory. So he's just trying to say, okay, Pastor Sholadenka, sit here, Pastor Sholadenka is here. So he should be around this vicinity. Praise God. Amen. All right, close your eyes. Your eyes closed. Try and touch me. Try and touch me. Uh, are your eyes closed or <laughs> touch me now? All right, God bless you. <laughs> Put your hands together for him. All right, one more example. But this time around, I'm going to use Pastor Faladay. Pastor Faladay, come. Amen. All right. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by sensory perception. Now, he, he was finding, finding it quite difficult to locate Pastor Shola and then to locate me. Why? Because his eyes were closed. Simple. He could not discern correctly anymore because his eyes were closed. But the moment he opened his eyes, he could find me, could see me, he could find Pastor Shola, he could see him. Why? Because his eyes were opened. Amen? Now what if his eyes were open and we were in the dark? Amen? Praise God. Absolute darkness. With his eyes open, he can't see nothing. True? Come on now. True? So you see, what makes the eyes to see is light. Is what? Light. It's simple. What makes your faith to walk is what? Is the revelation of God's word. If you don't have the light of God's word, you're still groping like, okay, should I believe this way? Am I sure God will come through for me? Am I sure this will happen? What if it doesn't happen? Oh God, who is going to help me in Lagos? I don't have anybody. Ha! Ah, my uncle is not forthcoming. Oh God, will I get that job? Oh God, oh God, he's groping in the dark. He's not sure. But the moment the light of God shines in his heart, he knows that he's going to get the job because he can see it by faith. Glory to God. Now, faith helps you to locate what God has already provided for you. Did you see it? Faith helps you to locate the grace of God. Say amen to that. Alright. Grace is what God has provided for you. Faith shows it to you. That's it over there. That's it here. Reach out and take it. Amen? Now, stretch forth your right hand. Right hand. What if I pick your skin, all right, like I'm pinching you? Did you feel anything? A bit. A bit. I don't want to hurt you, so yes, sir. Did you feel anything? Very well. Very well. All right. Now, even if you can't see a thing, you can feel something, right? What if I came from behind and, you know, you had not seen me prior to this time. I just came from behind and I picked this and disappeared. You can, you can sense it that, oh, I felt something. Somebody pinched me. 
True? Alright. Now, faith, deep within your spirit, can perceive a change of season. That, ah, something is about to happen to me. Alright? You can't see anything in the physical, but deep within, you just perceive that it's a change of season for me. I'm moving into something. Something bigger. Something better. Praise God. How many of us have felt that way before? You've perceived that in time past. Amen? Wave your hands. Shout hallelujah. Alright. Now that's how faith works. So you see, when you're walking by faith, you can perceive something that God has said to you. Now, if you're walking by sight, you can perceive something in the atmosphere, naturally speaking. But you're walking by faith, you can perceive the word of God. You can perceive a reality beyond your five physical senses. That's faith. Amen? But if that reality has not yet come to the scope of your knowledge, then you cannot perceive it. So there's, there's no faith concerning that matter. Amen? If there was nobody in this room, in this auditorium, and you were the only one here, would you see anybody here? You wouldn't see anybody. Praise God. If somebody steps in, would you see the person? Yes, you will. Why? Because there's a reality you are seeing, you are dealing with. Until the reality, the light, the revelation of God's word comes to your spirit, there's nothing to perceive, there's nothing to respond to. There's nothing to say hallelujah about. Glory to God. Why? Because it's not there. It's not there. And you, you can't make it up. That's why, you know, you, you want to grow in faith, you don't struggle. Take your Bible, listen to messages, all right? Read your Bible, gather scriptures, ask the Lord to give you light. Pray, and then meditate. As you listen to the word of God, and you do it consistently, continually. You know what happens? Your faith grows. You don't have to struggle and say, I'm trying to walk my faith. I'm, 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 I'm trying to believe God. Don't try. Just believe God. Amen? How? Get the word running in you. Amen? That's how it works. Praise God. Get the word running in you. Praise God. Then you can believe God easily. Alright. Do I, do I need help to believe that this is Pastor Falude Emmanuel? I can see him. True? Come on now. I can see him. True? All right. You know, someone says faith is also walking by sight of a better kind. Amen. Because see, when you are <laughs> when you're in faith, you can perceive that thing. <laughs> Sometimes you are laughing. <laughs> Man, I'm blessed. There's this confidence in you. Why? Because there's a reality you're dealing with. Is the reality of the word of God. You're dealing with the reality. Something is real to you, deep within your heart. That's faith. So if the knowledge of God's word is not there, faith is always a try. You just keep trying and trying and trying and trying. I'm trying to believe God. I am I'm working hard at it. No. No. Believe God. Alright? You believe God, you must believe God based on His word. Did you see it? And let me tell you something. You can believe God for anything. I shared my testimony, you know, at SMS from November last year, January, how, you know, I believed God for things. 
and, and I saw everything leap into being for me. Praise God. Amen. You can believe God for things. And they will come. They will come to pass. You see them. You handle them. You can. Praise God. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you can believe God for things. All right. I can't hear you. I say to your neighbor, say, you can believe God for things. Come on, talk to me. You can believe God for things. Amen. You can. You can. All right. Stop seeking things. Believe God for things. All right. Faith is always about things spiritual things, physical things, natural things, marital things, job things, career things, ministry things. Faith is always about things. What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Things. <laughs> Amen. And all those things are in the word. They're in the word. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. You believe God for what he has provided for you. Health is yours. Amen. amen. Jesus took upon himself stripes meant for your healing, your restoration. And Bible tells us by the stripes that wounded him, we are healed. Healing is yours. Amen. You believe God for it and you stay with that scripture. You romance the scripture. All right. You're making love to the word of God. <laughs> Amen. You love the word and you just let the word sink into you. You give thanks to God. You give, all of a sudden, you see, that confidence begins to form on the inside. And it rises. <sighs> now, when it gets strong, strong enough, sometimes you say some things and you ask yourself, who said that? Your faith is speaking. Amen. Your faith is speaking now. You start saying things bigger than your mind. I remember when, you know, we were to move um, finest worship from being an indoor meeting to outdoor, being an outdoor meeting. It was one of the finest worships of, you know, those days at Ife. And um, while we were giving praise to God, I just looked and I said, next year, Finance worship will hold outside, outside the auditorium. <laughs> People said, <laughs> how? <laughs> it held, and since then, it's been holding outside. Praise God. I just said it. It just came out of my mouth. No premeditation before that time. I didn't premeditate it. I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to make a big confession when I get to church. No. Just leaped out of my mouth. When faith is strong enough, you start saying certain things, certain things that will shock you. You look and say, ah, who said that? Amen. Amen. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. Sometimes you are so, your faith is so robust, so fed, you, you just say to yourself, all right, in no time from now, I'm going to get at least three or four jobs, and I'll have to make a peek of the three or four. Praise God. And your friends look at you and say, you don't even have one yet. <laughs> Why is this guy talking like this? It's your faith speaking. It's your faith speaking. When faith is well formed, look at the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible tells us that she kept saying, her faith was speaking. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, his clothes, I shall be made whole. Not I may be made whole, I shall be made whole. Her faith was speaking. When faith is well fed, you see, don't try, you know, to speak for your faith. Feed your faith. 
when it's strong enough, it will speak for itself. Amen? You see, your faith can condition your tongue. When you feed your faith. You see, that's the work you need to do. Feed your faith with the word. It's not the trying to make things happen or trying to force things in the natural and, you know, try to connect the dot all by yourself. No, 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 no. All right? You feed your faith, your faith will go out there and get the job done for you. Can someone say amen to that? Man, that's how it works. Praise God. So the major hindrance to faith is what? Lack of the revelation of God's word. That's it. Ignorance. That's it. Ignorance. So a place where the word isn't taught or someone who is not given to God's word will always have challenges with faith. I don't have any challenge with faith. I just feed on God's word. Romance the word over and over again. Take out time, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Just meditate on God's word. That's all. Not because you have a challenge. You're priming your faith. Getting your faith ready. For that time that something will come against your faith and all of a sudden, your faith rises up. All right, and it's up to the task and even more than the task. Glory to God. Amen. Say amen to that. You don't have to wait until you are sick in your body before you start believing God for healing. All right, healing scriptures meditate like you are using pills. First Peter 2.24. Amen. Matthew 8.16 and verse 17. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. All right? And talk to yourself in that scripture. Meditation. Meditation. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. Thou shalt meditate upon it day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. He says, Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So you say to yourself, not because. There is weakness in your body or you feel somehow you're just talking to yourself in the word of God. And then build your faith for prosperity. Amen. I have my needs met in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Jesus Christ, my Lord, though he was rich, became poor. That I, through his poverty, might be rich. Talk to yourself. He became poor. He was rich. So he took my place. Now I have taken his place. Wealth is mine. <laughs> you know, until it begins to make sense, you start laughing all by yourself. This is just permit some madness. This is just some madness. It's holy madness. <laughs> you alone laughing, You're just leaping, giving thanks to God. Man, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You're building your faith. All right. Maybe you've been believing God for hundred thousand. All right. And all of a sudden, you start believing God for a million. I started out believing God for five hundred naira. Five hundred naira. All right. And then I, I moved up to one thousand naira. And then I jumped to 5,000. 5, and then 10,000. Praise God. Amen. And then 25,000 naira. And 50,000. And I jumped to 100. Praise God. And then I, I remember when I believed God for 1 million. Praise God. And then since then I've been believing. I won't tell you what I believe God for now. Amen. It means it's big. And it, it always comes. Ask my wife. It always comes. Supernaturally. Now I know that. My life is not dependent on things and people around. Now I know my life depends on God, his resources. He's my source. Hallelujah. I believe that. Glory to God. Amen. And I know my needs are supplied, met, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. <laughs> amen.
So, there's only one thing to work at. The word abiding in you. That's all. That's all. Your faith will begin to work. Amen? Praise God. I said praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Be a man of the word. And when you combine both, you're full of the spirit and you're full of the word. Amen? And then you begin to pray in the fullness of the spirit. You're full of power. And then you begin to act out the word in the fullness of the word in you. You're full of faith. You begin to do mighty works, miracles. Your life becomes a wonder to many. Praise God. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. So, you see, that's the major hindrance to faith. Thank you, beloved. That's the major hindrance. Let's celebrate him. Amen. What is it? Ignorance of God's word. My people are destroyed, not because the enemies are too many. My people are destroyed, not because they are destined to be destroyed. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. They do not, neither do they understand. Lack of knowledge. That's it. Amen. Lack of knowledge. They lack knowledge. They lack the technical know-how. They lack the knowledge of God. They do not know what to do. Amen? They lack the knowledge of God, so they are destroyed. They are God's people, not, you know, the devil's people. But they are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Come to Psalm 82 quickly. I'd like for us to start reading from verse 4. All right, let's start from verse 1 quickly. Let's just read through. God stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. 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 How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Read them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not. They don't even know that that's what they are meant to be doing. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of cause. I have said. This is not that I'm saying. Or I will yet say, so hope for it. No. I have said. This is what I have said. Because they, they don't know it. I have said. Ye are gods. And all of you are what? Children of the Most High God. I have said. I have said. God said something, but they didn't know it. So look at the consequence of ignorance. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Why? They know not. They know not. Amen. They know not. They know not. They do not know that you don't have to have an uncle or a big daddy to prosper anywhere under heaven. The only person you need to know is God. Come on, say God. He can now connect you, touch the hearts of people, and then they will respond to you. They know not. They know not. That's the reason. They know not. Amen? They know not. God had said, 
Ye are gods, all of you, children of the Most High God, but they know not, neither will they understand. So they are dying like men, mere men, falling like princes. Why? Because they know not. They know not. Praise God. All right? That's why it's important. See, faith begins where the will of God is what? Known. Faith begins at the point of knowing the word by revelation. Know what God has said concerning you. That's where faith begins. You know, you just, you just, you don't, you're not just fighting, just beating the air. No. You know something. You know something. From, from that thing that you know deep within, you're praying. You're making declarations. You know something. You know something. Glory to God. Amen. You know what God has said to you in his word. You know it. Amen. You know, many times the Pharisees came to Jesus and asked Jesus questions all right, about marriage, about different things. And then he answers them by saying this. Have you not read? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, have you not read? <laughs> all right, so that means they were not reading. Have you not read that in the beginning it was not so? <laughs> have you not read? So that means there are things you ought to have read in the word. You ought to have known in the word. Praise God. Amen. Look at Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Look at Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know. And we know. Praise God. And we know. Glory to God. And we know. We know. You have to know it. And we know. It comes by the knowledge of God's word. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We know. We know. Do you know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose? Praise God. You ought to know. You ought to know. Amen? You ought to know. Mm. And then again in 1 John 4 and verse 16. Look at it. He says, and we have known <laughs> and believed the love that God has to us or towards us. God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in, in God and God in him. Praise God. And we have known and believed. We have known. We ought to know, amen, that if any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Say amen to that. We ought to know that we have embraced the new. The old is gone. Say amen to that. We ought to know that the new order has begun. And we stay in that new order. We enjoy the new order. We live in the new order. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. We ought to know. We ought to know. He says, say unto the righteous, it shall be what? Well with him. No matter what is happening around you, your portion is maintained. Amen? He says, say unto the righteous, it shall be well with him. Well. Well. You know what well is? Alright? Nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen? Well. Absolute wellness. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, praise God. Well, roundabout. Say amen to that. Amen. 
Am I preaching to the right people? <laughs> we are looking at me. Lagos folks. Amen. Praise God. I'm also one of you now. Amen. <laughs> well. Hallelujah. You know where, where I came from? If I, not where I come from. Where I came from. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. When I preach like this. You know, the whole place, people would have said, yeah, come on now. Yeah, yeah, you know. But Lagos people just be... The only time you make noise is in traffic. What is happening? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Come on now. Amen. Is, is Pastor Pels there for me? Come on now. I can't feel you now. I can't even see your swag. Come on. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Come on, shout hallelujah. <laughs> amen. I said amen. Wealth, come on now. I can't say, you know. Hallelujah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're coming up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Praise God. David said he was once young and now he was old. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed what? Begging bread. Begging bread? Beg? The righteous man in Christ? No. 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 Say hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Say hallelujah. Amen. God is compelling people to favor you. I can't hear. I said, God is compelling them to favor you. They will fall upon themselves to get help across to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your lot is maintained. Your lot is maintained. Your lot is maintained. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was wounded for me. Praise God. Health is mine. Come on, say, say health is mine. Glory to God. Say health is mine. He became poor for me. Say wealth is mine. I have more than enough. Glory to God. My needs are met over and above what I require. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. God is moving the hearts of men to favor me. Hallelujah. Yes. Because the Lord says to me in Psalm 5 and verse 12. Amen. Psalm 5 and verse 12. Glory to God. Amen. Put it up quickly. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. Come on now. With favor. Without compassing about us with a shield. The with favor. The favor of God is upon me. Hallelujah. That is my defense. Is a shield built around me. The favor of God is upon me. Hallelujah. And I'm highly favored of God. Say amen to that. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. When you feed on the word of God again and again, even in your dream life, all right, you'll be talking back at the enemy in the dream. You'll be talking. Nobody can shut you. G, hey, G, no. His name is Jesus, not G. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the word is in your spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. The word is working in you. The word. Come on, say hallelujah. Amen. The word. The word. Glory to God. 
So what's the major hindrance to faith? What's the major hindrance to faith? Ignorance of God's word. Ignorance. That's it. It's ignorance. Do you know that you know that you know that you know that the lines have fallen onto you in pleasant places? <laughs> Psalm 16. Amen. And verse 5. He says, The Lord is a portion of my inheritance and of my cup. He maintains my lot. The lines are falling, falling. Lines. Survey lines. Glory to God. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Listen very carefully. If they are trying to take what belongs to you, listen very carefully. Go to your closet and begin to declare this word. God will scatter all of them. What is yours will come to you. Amen? And you will take it. Can someone say amen to that? Mm -hmm. There is a fight out there, all right, over an inheritance that belongs to you. All right, they're just fighting. It's just going to be like, you know, the battle of the Ammonites and all those kings against Jehoshaphat and Judah. Praise God. While Judah, the children of Judah were praising the Lord and thanking God, amen, God set ambushment, ambushment against the enemies. Glory to God. They began to kill themselves. Bible says they helped themselves to kill themselves, to destroy themselves. All right? And for three days, they were gathering spoils. Spoils of war. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. Lift up your right hand and say, My portion is maintained. Portion. Louder, say, My portion is maintained. Portion. I can't hear you. My portion is maintained. Portion. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There's somebody here, there's a job waiting for you. It's your job in the name of Jesus. And do you know they can create an office, a portfolio, amen, a specific role just because of you. You come and then you make your presentation and say, well, we need this guy. But we don't have a place for him. Let's create that place. There was no prime minister before Joseph became one in Egypt. There was no prime minister in Egypt. There was no place for a prime minister. <laughs> but when Joseph got to Pharaoh and the wisdom of God working in him, you know, dissolved doubts and all that, says, look, the only thing is I'm just going to be Pharaoh, a figurehead Pharaoh. You will be the man in charge. All right? You will run this kingdom. All right, it's only the throne that I will have above you, but you run the kingdom, prime minister, all your affairs. Praise God. Amen. My faith is working. Come on, say, my faith is working. I can't hear you. Say, my faith is working. Glory to God. Say, my faith is working. All right. So that's why sometimes people wonder how come you give people scriptures? How come you give scriptures? If I tell you stories, all right, and your faith is based on the wisdom of men and not on the power of God, the faith will fail. It's only the scriptures, the word of God, the word God has said that can form a formidable foundation on which your faith can stand. Without that, your faith cannot stand. You can only stand on the word. The word. That's why we give people the word. All right? It may be a little bit 
maybe old school, praise God. Amen. But that's that's the way it works. You have to give people people scriptures. You have to show them in the word, this is what God has said. In his word, then you can believe for it. Can someone say amen to that? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Amen. So, I want us to take some time here to make some confessions and then a commitment, a commitment to meditate in the word, to give attention to the word of God. You must make a commitment to give. Don't be too busy for the word. When you're too busy that you don't have time for the word of God, when you need to believe God, you will now have time. You know, people can have time for what they really, really are in need of. They have time for it. You know, you see, you now have retreats. You have time. You see, you say, well, I'm doing three days. Ah, until I hear from heaven, 21 days. <laughs> Amen. All right, why not split 21 days? All right, you have 24 hours in one day. Praise God. If you put, make an investment of one hour of meditation in the word of God into your spirit daily. All right? Except God calls for a 21-day fast. I mean, a, a long stretch. You may not need it all your life. Are you from saying here? Yeah, why? Because, listen very carefully, if you make that investment regularly, except you just want a quantum leap, you just want to pam, you want to jump. Amen? But you see, when you take time to invest in your spirit, meditating in the word of God daily, listen, listen. And let me tell you the truth. Everybody meditates in the word. I mean, in um, meditates rather, but not necessarily in the word of God. Now, people meditate by just picking their phones, sometimes going through your text messages, chats, and all that. You know, it takes time. True? <laughs> One hour, two hours. And I discovered the Lord spoke to me. He said, the reason you had more committed and devoted Christians those days on campus is because they had more time for spiritual things. Now, these days we have more time for carnal things. And if you do not consciously regulate your time, the time you spend on social media, all right, you may not hit a gusher in the spirit when it comes to certain things, particularly things pertaining to the revelation of God's will for you, where God is leading you, amen, his plan for your life. Some people don't know, it's guess what they are doing. It's every open door is God's open door to them. All right, there's an open door to go to, you know, Jamaica, Jamaica. There's another open door from Jamaica to God knows where. Is that the way you're going to live your life? There should be a plan. What did God tell you? What has God told you about your life? Amen? We are Christians. We don't live our lives just anyhow. You know, just moving around. There's an open door there. Okay, there's 50,000 naira. There's a job. You know, it's just 50,000 naira more than my current salary. Fian. You pick it up. All right? Another open door. You pick it up. A Christian 
a true Christian is a Christian who knows God's will for him and is ready to live according to that will. So when offers come, you know, that's not my offer. I'm not going to take it. Amen? But if you don't know God's will, you take anything. Anything goes. Anything goes. Why? Because people are not giving time to meditation in the word. Amen? The Lord spoke to me. He said, there are many of my children who have traveled from this country who ought not to have traveled. He said they will spend 15, 20, 25 years and waste those years and then come back to discover God's will for them. The Lord spoke to me. Amen? That's, that's what people are doing now. That's the in thing. And then everybody runs there. That was what happened to Naomi's husband, Elimelech. There was famine in Bethlehem, Judea, and he just moved the whole family, relocated to Moab, the land of Moab. Lost his life, lost the life of his two sons there. The, the wife came back sorrowful. Amen? Said the Lord had dealt with me bitterly. <laughs> God didn't deal with her bitterly. The stupid decision the husband made dealt with them bitterly. Amen? And that's why some men here, we're going to have a conference for men. Praise God. Very soon. I want to camp you around. It's not going to be in Lagos here. No noise here. We'll take you to camp. Amen. So we can camp you around. And as you're coming in, we'll be dropping your phone. We'll label your phone. We'll keep it for you. You'll come with hard copy Bible. Say hallelujah. And then Jota, you'll be writing, making notes. Not in your phone, like, okay, making note, and then something comes, hey, no, no, the guy shouldn't take that, you know, and you're making note in church. <laughs> Particularly smartphones, you just didn't drop it. Eh? No, I didn't approve. 50000 from my account, and I said, you just step out and say you want to go and use the convenience. There's nothing you are releasing there. You're settling scores in church. Amen. That's what people do. And we need quality time to be with God. I'm telling you. <laughs> quality time. So you can hear from heaven. Say amen to that. Uh-huh. You come back and you know the direction that your life ought to go. Oh, maybe it could be this or maybe this, maybe that. No. Amen. I said Amen. We give attention to the word of God. As we meditate in God's word, marvelous things are wrought in our lives. Say amen to that. Man, there are a lot of things God wants to tell you about your future, about your life. Amen? And for some of us, a bush must burn and not be consumed before God can get your attention. For Moses, maybe God had been screaming, More! Mo, <laughs> Mo wasn't listening. <laughs> and then an angel appeared in the bush, burning. And the bush was burning, but was not, was not consumed. And Moses said, ah, what kind of sight is this? I will turn aside to see this great sight. And then the Lord spoke to him. Do you know, you can create time for God to speak to you, or God will create circumstances around you that will make him speak to you. You will find time for him because he loves you. 
You don't want God to get your attention and just say, all right, I'm just going to get to you. I've been saying something, you're not listening. Then now, when there's nothing around, there's nothing to lean on other than God, you will listen. People listen easily then. You know now, ah, you will listen. God says, he has not said, son, who is speaking, Lord? Are you saying something, Lord? He can, a whisper from heaven, he can pick it. His heart is open now. Why? Because he has come to a place where there's nobody to lean on, nothing to lean on. He can pick a whisper from heaven. Why? Because his meek is open to God. You know, there are times in our lives, I say this, build retreat into your life. Don't say, I'm a CEO, I'm busy. and Build it into your life. All right, the same way you plan your company, you plan, you go to work, you have, you know, your plan of action, you have things you must do, to-do list, you build it into your life. This time, I'm taking five hours out. I just want to cool off, I'll drop my phone, I just want to minister unto the Lord, and minister unto God. Amen? Now, when you sleep, you're fast asleep, and people call you, your phone rang, and you were really tired, all right, you waited, right? You still slept, <laughs> maybe for four hours, five hours. Then the following morning, you looked through your phone, you attended to them, right? Let me tell you something. You see, that he cannot wait is a lie. It is a lie. He can wait. Find time for God. God has been waiting since. Amen? We are meant to wait on the Lord. Find time for God. Meditate in the word. Let God speak faith into you and give your life a direction. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Yeah. Give him some time. Don't say this is Lagos and just hopping all around. You have a destiny to fulfill. You are not one of the multitudes struggling, just running from pillar to post. Until it's December again. Alright? 29th, 30th. All right, of December, I need to wait on the Lord. No, pray. I need to pray. I need to pray. You need to pray, you. You that God has blessed, you are now busy. When you didn't have anything, you were crying like somebody was shooking you somewhere with something. God! My Father! Your prayer is come now. So, Father, I give you praise. <laughs> the Lord has been good to you. <laughs> amen I said amen <laughs> you drive in the car there's you know AC blowing from different directions and then it just goes oh the Lord is good hallelujah get back home alright your fan is running there's power electric power AC you can put it on oh the Lord is good The Lord is good. Can you still pray in that AC? Can you pray? Serious prayer. Can you wake up in the middle of the night? Should, should, should God wake you circumstances to wake people up? Huh? Must it always be like that? That an angel is burning in the bush. Alright? The bush is burning but it's not consumed. Then you want to turn aside to see the great side and then God can speak to you. But can God just speak to you because you just say, Father, is there anything you have to tell me? Amen? Do you, do you have anything to say to your daughter, to your son? I'm open, Lord. I'm open, Lord. So I'm just going to wait here, praying in tongues under my bread and meditating on, my, on the word of God for an hour or so. If there's anything in your heart, sir, 
please feel free to speak to me rana masata bahaya zombro di halamashada sankri sabrode and then the lord says son i have something for you this is my plan for you amen a life of grace begins with the revelation of god's plan for you when you discover god's plan and you start taking steps along that line <laughs> you are the only one who knows how to do it in the whole world people will look and that guy is too smart the guy is smart he has brain upstairs you know people who know book who know who have brain upstairs who are not successful all right they are smart for themselves nobody knows that they are smart praise god nobody knows but when grace is at work and things are happening all right small wisdom becomes that guy is just too smart and like the guys, look at me, see, see, see the way he's working? That's brain on two legs. You see, you see, that guy, man, he's just out of this world. Because something's working for him. Praise God. And that's why you, you have to yield yourself to God. Let God help you. He wants to help you. He loves you. Create time. Make out time for God to speak to you. All right? When last did you hear God for real? Or, you know, not just, I thought God said, you know, I'm thinking, I thought God said something. No, no, no. All right? I mean, God spoke to you. Amen? So, let's get back to the word. Meditation, the word, praying in other tongues, and then the word is there. You're just flipping through, enjoying it, enjoying it. Please get to a point. How many of us have gotten to that point where your mind really calms down and it's not thinking, Fia, 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 Fia. You understand what I'm saying? Tomorrow, however, I'm going to do that. Can you bring your mind to a place where you calm down, ministering to the Lord, meditating in God's word, and at that moment, you feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, mounting God over your heart. Amen. And then you can hear God. Of course, you attend to your business the following day. All right? But you see, your business mustn't take you away from God. Calm that mind down. In the place of prayer, calm it. Calm it in the place of meditation. And, and let God speak to you. And give you a direction. Show you where to go, which way to go. You hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk down in it. You will not turn to right, not to the left. God is directing your steps. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And the Lord, the Bible tells us that he delights in his ways. So, God is guiding you. And he is leading you. Amen. Let's be upstanding. Praise God. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. And from henceforth, I give attention to your word. I'm going to make out time. Let it be part of your daily schedule. I'm going to make, up, make, make out time for your word. I'm making out time. Time. Good time. Quality time for your word. I'm going to make out time and just be there ministering to you, praying, and expecting you to speak to me. I'm just going to hear from heaven. I'm going to hear from your spirit. As I meditate in the word, my faith will be built up. I'll be able to believe you for things, the things that you've provided for me by grace. Hallelujah. I will know which way to go, what to do. I will know with whom to do it, when to do it, where to do it. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now and begin to pray and say, Father, by the grace that has come to me today, I commit and devote myself to your word. To your word in the name of Jesus. Come and go ahead and pray. All right, I'll, I'll give you three minutes. Three minutes, all right, alone with God. Three minutes. If you want to go on your knees, go on your knees. You want to go on your face, go on your face. All right, you want to pace the floor, pace the floor. Whatever posture you know is good for you, take that posture and go ahead and pray and just talk to the Lord and say, Lord, yes, this is me, this is my life. I'm your child. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead. Lord, I'm your child. Right now, my heart is open to you. My heart is open to you. My heart is open to you. You are my father. I know you have things to tell me. You know the way. I do not know the way in myself by myself. But by you, by the Holy Ghost in me, I know the way. So I trust you, Father, to guide me, to lead me. Yeah. Jeremiah said, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not a man that walketh to direct his own steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Lord God Almighty, my heart is open. My heart is open. My heart is open. I know you have things to tell me. You've been trying to get my attention all these days. Last year, you tried and tried and tried once and again and again and again. This year, you started trying again. Son, give me attention. Daughter, give me attention. Lord, I don't want you to get me to a place where I just must give you my attention by all means, by force. Lord, I yield myself to listen to your voice in the name of Jesus. Pray in other tongues and pray the prayer of consecration and say, Lord, my heart is yours. My life is yours. In the name of Jesus, I yield myself to you. I will not go my way. No, you have a better way for me. In the name of Jesus, I yield myself to you. We have just one more minute. Take time to pray. Yield yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, your, my life is yours. Hallelujah. I belong to you. I belong to you. I belong to you, spirit, soul, and body. There are things you want to tell me. I'm open. I'm open to hear you. I'm open. I'm open to hear you. Away from the noise of the city. Away from the noise of the, the, the place, the marketplace. I want to hear you now. And then I'll go back to the marketplace and become effective. I, I, I will do more, be able to do more by the strength and the wisdom of God at work in me. In the name of Jesus. Come on now. Come on now. Open your heart and say, Lord, I'm all yours.